0: Oh,
1: let's just kick sure. it off.
0: Let's go. Yeah. Gary, thanks again man, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming back in. Absolutely, great space Good, to see, good yeah. to see you too. Good to see you. The wine so was good I sent you? Amazing. Good. <laughs> yeah. So let's just talk about the CBT conference in March. Okay. Everyone's excited about it. It's in Atlanta. Yep. Uh, hopefully we'll get some warm weather but we'll see about that. Um, Talk to our uh, audience about what they can expect and see in your keynote at the CBT conference March 7th through 9th.
1: Yeah, I mean for me I think the reason I've knock on wood had a good speaking career is I don't have a set presentation. Uh, It's living and breathing. Uh, what I try to focus on, to be very frank with all of you, is how do I bring you the most value? Uh, you know, I think a lot of speakers use their keynote when they're fancy schmancy people that write books and right. try, the, the life I live of like, I think they're press releases. right? They're like, let me tell you my story and yeah. you're supposed to extract information. Yeah. I think what I'm gonna try to do there is give a very hardcore state of the union on what's happening with the end consumer's attention um, and you know, The history of being, you know, I've spoken at a lot of events in this space. Uh, I've got apps that I'm a consultant in in this space. Toyota is one of VaynerMedia's biggest clients, and we understand the tier three market. I think I'm educated enough to understand what are you spending your money on, time and energy, training your employees. Like, what are your goals with your business? This is a business conference. Right. I mean, we're not there to like talk about the future yeah. or like, you know, like. So to me, I just think the far majority of you are wasting time, money, and energy right. on things that were relevant in 2007, in 2001, in 1984. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I want to talk as a businessman who's built actual businesses. Yeah. This isn't about impressions. This isn't about awards. This isn't who made the coolest video of a car driving fast. This is about selling shit. Yeah. Am I allowed to curse a little bit? Yeah. I'm gonna talk to you (laughs) about what I would do if I bought seven car dealerships tomorrow, what would I spend my money on and it would be less direct mail and billboards and newspaper and radio and it would be more Instagram influencers and Facebook ads and all these things and why do I believe that, where's the opportunity, how would I go about getting there, what do you need to do internally on your team, what do you need to do externally on your team and very frank, the real reason I pop I think on stage is who knows because today's January whatever and we still got nine weeks and the way I talk about Instagram today is fundamentally different than the way I talked about Instagram 120 days ago. Because yeah. they made changes to their features, right. there's different things you can do, right. and I'm seeing different results. Right. So I, it's going to be a business talk that will be fairly entertaining um, and, uh, but most of all 80% of the people will not agree with me or fully get it and then in 2019 and 2020 they'll say crap, that dude was right. That's what's gonna happen.
0: So car dealers, by and large, across the country are really mom and pop very much, right? Yep. Do you have it? very loud and Gary's not, doesn't sound as. It's not just uneven?
1: Yeah. Okay. But he, just. John sounds a lot better than Gary does. It's very insulting. That's, that, it's not normal. i
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh,
1: Do you want to listen to it to make sure maybe it's just, yeah, yeah. all right, let's go to the next thing.
0: Yeah, so I, I was gonna get into uh, the dynamics of tier three, right? They're mom and pop. Mom and pop, right?
1: I don't know if you guys want to zoom in, and I don't know how you guys want to edit this video, but you should really, really like just zoom in on this, uh, yeah. you know, right. this right. Uh, thing right here because I'm mom and pop. Yeah, I know you are. Um, I'm sure that's why you asked the question. That's right. My friends, I have good news. I'm just like you. Yeah. My dad had a you know $3.6 million a year revenue liquor store, right. one store unit in New Jersey. I came to this country with nothing. My dad did. I was a four-year-old child. He made two bucks an hour. Uh, you know, I worked as a 13-year-old in his small store in Springfield, learned the business. Plenty of you watching. I've really learned your space. That's why I love you guys so much. It's why I want to do this. Right. Um, you grew up at your grandpappy shop, you, you, know, you bought into the business, or you, 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 you grinded, saved all your money for 18 years and bought your own dealership. I know what you're dealing with. Right. It's why I'm so passionate that I'm right. right. There's a reason I grew my dad's mom and pop store from a three to a $60 million business in five years. Right. This isn't about me writing books. This is about I did it, right. and I did it for 15 years, and then after I did it, I started talking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yes. I'm much more the people in this conference than the fancy conferences I speak at that are marketers as corporate environment executives. I'm more like you where every dollar matters. I'm telling you this because I don't want you to waste money. Mm -hmm. You think this is scary and you're going to waste money because it might not work. I know that what you're spending money on right now is not working as well as you think it is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that one of the reasons I've done quite well in this environment is shit. If my dad didn't have a liquor store and had a car dealership, I would have been the car dealership guy. Right. Like This is very much my domain. This is about selling and marketing and, and, uh, and I'm very empathetic. My first marketing budget for Wine Library, I built that business from 3 to $60 million with a $8,000 marketing budget as the first year's budget. Yeah, I, know. Wow. I had no money. Right. Yeah. So when you have no money, when you guys are spending $20,000 a year or $8,000 a month, you can't waste it. And the only way not to waste it is to buy something that people don't think is valuable. Right. You're overpaying for radio, billboard, local commercials because it's established. Right. You're underbuying an influencer who's taking a selfie at your car lot for $58 or $290 or $4,000 but is worth 80000 because 857,000 people follow them on Instagram. Right. This is basic but it's not basic to people that are Slight winners, micro winners, solid winners. It's basic to what I want to be, which is an all time winner. Um, and I'm trying to help people underneath because it gives me legacy. I want everybody, I, I'm not, you know, this is how I live my life. I'm doing this energy, I'm forcing you, I'm suffocating, I'm not wavering. Not because of anything other than it's the only way to get you guys and gals to do something that you don't know or understand and then I'm waiting for the email in three and a half years like I get every single day that's like holy crap. I didn't believe you. I heard you speak here. The first year sucked. Nothing happened but it's happening. happening. My YouTube channel did this or I sold four cars from my one Instagram photo. How
0: do you get them to take that leap of faith?
1: I do it aggressively as you're seeing in this interview. Yeah. Yeah. I punch them in the face. Yeah. I give them no wiggle room. Yeah. I don't pander to them. I tell them they're big fucking boys and girls. Yeah. Like okay. this is what's up. Right. And I don't give a shit if they do it or not.
0: Right.
1: I'll come into Atlanta to bring it. Right. And then I don't, you're not my mom. Right. I don't give a crap if any of them do it. Right. Right. Yeah. How do I get them to do it? By giving it my all on the field right. and if they don't do it, that's their loss. And then when I see them in four years, and I see these people too that come up to me and says, "I wish I started four years ago when you told right. them." I go, "I told you." I don't make them feel good about it. I do. When somebody comes up to me and says, "Damn it, I saw you four years ago in Vegas at this conference. We're just doing it now. It's working, but my competitor did it and he crushed us. I wish I listened to you." I do not say it's not too late. I said you deserve to lose.
0: So it, growing up in dealerships and our dad had a long career in automotive, um, he liked to say that dealers like to have a checkbook remedy, right? If I got a problem, I want to be able to write a check and someone else fixes it, a vendor, yeah. a market. Yeah, to be the best. To me,
1: I don't possible. care. Every, yeah, great question. I, I don't care how one does it. I think one person has to be knowledgeable about it okay. and I actually think it's the person that's writing the check. Yeah. So you can get hosed by, you, people are like, oh, agencies, are they hosing me? Right. Your employee right. could be hosing you too. Right. Do you know how many of you have a marketing director that sucks shit? Uh-huh. Let, me, right. let me help you answer the question. 98%. Right. So, so. How do you hold the marketing guy accountable? By being, by being knowledgeable as the owner. There you go. I know more about social media than every single person that works for me. Right. And that's straight up. And you know that, DRock. Yeah. So, I don't know. I know that I, over the last two and a half weeks of my vacation, spent eight trillion hours in Instagram right. learning the new stuff. I don't know if my people were. Let me, let me give you the answer. None of them did. They were skiing, so so I oh right, D-Rock was skiing. That wasn't <laughs> D-Rock. That wasn't directed at you. <laughs> you're you're a hustler. You're a hustler. You're a hustler. you the
0: guys' videos, and
1: I've so, seen too much so D-Rock is a hustler. <laughs> yeah, but, absolutely. But um, uh, you have so that's listen. If you own a business and you have aspirations for it to be successful, you should spend the fifteen hours to become more education, more educated on this thing. Watch my videos. Watch other people's things. Read a couple books. I don't have any empathy for an owner saying woe is me. Put in the work. Right. So that's number one. Yeah. And then you know the, the benefits of hiring an agency like Vayner is we're working across the whole web, yep. across all different sectors and yep. we see a lot of things. If you hire somebody who's just in your world and just looking at your agency, they don't have that breadth. Right. That's why historically people have used outside and that's theoretically right. But then by you being great, right. you'll know if you're getting good work or not. We only do well with smart clients. Vayner has not been successful in growing with B and C, so that, that my it. big strategy for '17 yeah. is how do we do better with people that don't get it? Right. Because we're like so scary mm-hmm. that we lose the pitch every time. Right. The reason we've exploded is when we win, yeah, yeah. we grow like crazy. Right. They're not ready for you. But they're not you back in
0: a couple of years. Yeah, 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 I can see that. Makes a lot of sense. Um, so, okay, on that on that same kind of thought pattern, growing up, you know, with your dad running the the wine, I, I think that. Uh, we're finding a lot of our clients are second, third generation car dealers that are taking over granddad's or dad's store. I mean, that's happening all over the country, and there is this complete different mentality of how they look to run the store versus how dad and granddad ran the store. My dad we'll find I'm, a yeah. lot of challenges. <laughs> so, so my so dad. You
1: know, this is where I can't speak from experience. Let me explain. Cannot. My dad gave a 22 year old kid. Full autonomy the day I walked in
0: right.
1: now I earned it from fourteen to twenty two right. every summer every weekend at the time i didn 't get it i 'm forty one years old now my dad was forty four wow you know i 've been to enough of these right. you know you 're you're talking about the shift from seventy one year old Stan to forty seven year old Stan jr right. my dad was forty four right. and he did that so i can 't sit here and say anything because what my dad did was the minority. My dad benefited from that and he deserved it. He trusted a winner and he put me in as a rookie. Uh, So I'll answer this multiple ways. If you're the kid and you may be 50 because your dad's 80 and just now thinking about it. uh, If you're the kid, I don't want to sit on a high horse. Like you have to base. there's no such thing as two cooks in the kitchen. The reason there's so much friction is because there's two cooks in the kitchen. Grandpappy, dad doesn't want to fully give it up. They want, granddad and grandpappy and dad want to have their cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. They want to work less because they fucking work and they grind and they're tired but they still want full control.
0: Right.
1: Problem is, next generation doesn't like that because they're like, wait a minute, if I'm in the store 70 hours a week and you're here for 18 and it's time for me and this and that, so it's very hard. I really know family businesses. Here's what I would say. More communication, right. less crying. You know. If, you, if, if it's not working out for you, 41-year-old Stan, leave. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the great question is do they, you know, like that's what I hate about second generation, third generations, they're always complaining and I'm like, so leave and it's golden handcuffs, right? Um, what I don't think they think of as a winner, so I would have left. I would have left. Right. My dad didn't give me autonomy, I wouldn't have done it because right. I'm a winner. Right. And my dad, if he didn't play that way, would have folded and you know, you know many people are watching right now who've never tru- like, leave. Right. Don't threaten to leave, because right. dad thinks you have golden handcuffs. Right. Yeah, you're leaving. You're right. a D student, right. you've got nowhere to go, right. and you're overpaid for what it is now, and you're inheriting this. Right. So if you're so great, leave. If you're not, if you're a D student, and you're not that talented, and you don't have any options, shut your fucking mouth. Right. Wait for your dad to die.
0: Right.
1: I'm being that serious. This is real talk. This, this, is this is wrong. about as real as it gets. <laughs> D Rock, I want this for myself too. I'm glad you're recording. That's real. It is. It's not super complicated. If you're a winner at 40 and your dad's not giving you autonomy, go do you. Secretly, probably save money for two years so you have a few minutes to pull up, whatever the hell you're up to. Right. Go do it.
0: Yeah.
1: Or if you think you're so great, you go and leave and let dad cry and have you come back and now you're on your terms. Or if you're so great, go leave, win, and watch dad lose. That's even the best. I mean it, by the way. Yeah. You don't want your dad to be sad, but if you're so sad for the last 15 years that you've been suppressed and you don't have your chance, don't be mad at dad. He put in the work and he still does want his cake and eat it to And Guess what? It was his business and maybe he took it from his dad. I don't, fine, but you're not gonna change it by crying and complaining to you guys or your wife or the wife to the husband because she's trying to take over. Gotta do you. You got to play the actual game of meritocracy. And so either you're good enough or you're not. And if you're not getting the chance, go stick it to them. Nothing feels better to me than to prove to people that don't think I can win, this company is the best. When I started VaynerMedia, big Madison Avenue agencies, billion dollar holding companies, people said the Twitter wine boy is thinking, he, sticking it to their face, that's the most delicious. <laughs> so if you're so good, go do it.
0: Yeah.
1: Like if I, my dad owned a car dealership and he wasn't giving me a day a bat. I would do a three-year plotted plan to save every money, wouldn't spend a penny on anything, no trip to Miami, no going to sporting events, save every dollar, and then I would open a dealership down the street and put him out of business. Mm-hmm.
0: At 44, because that's your age, what, what do you think, why did he give you the rings?
1: Because he was smart enough to realize we were about to go from three to 60 million in sales. He saw it. it I give him a, I give him. A, I guess. Like, I, mean, you know, I had such a big ego and I was so confident right? that it seemed normal to me. In Now, I'm like, wow, he... He audited me properly. He saw a lot of things clearly that I had. Talk about vision. (laughs) Yeah, he saw it. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, you gotta, now as my life has progressed, like, you know, now it's like, now is like I start playing, now is it that I think that I'm playing at the highest levels in the world and think I will be the 70-year-old, you know, tycoon-type character? Now that makes sense. That would then make sense. If you're all-time special, if you're a Hall of Famer, you had a good rookie year.
0: You know what, we're actually seeing is this. this kind of cool, actually. Like inter- <laughs> we're seeing an interesting dynamic. So, when, when you just reference the 71 yeah. year old that's handing off to the 50 year old, right? But we're seeing the, the 23 year old. The or the 23 mm-hmm. year old come in. Now, here's what's, what, what's interesting granddad is buying into grandson.
1: More dad than that.
0: Running it day to day. Is out on both he's like no we've done it this way this is the interesting. way interesting is headed
1: that makes sense and
0: we've got granddad going we got to listen to junior juniors going I know I'm taking it over it's my thing he wants to stay he's got granddad bought in but at the end of the day his dad the 56 year old, running the dealership group how do you
1: every family's different right I'm
0: seeing a lot of that. No, that's I a, don't know. I, no, by so the way,
1: you're nailing it. That's, right? why I got, that's why I moved. By the way, whenever I move and reposition means I'm excited. <laughs> you, <laughs> nail, you nailed it. And it's an, inter- it's an interesting one and it's one that is complicated. First and foremost, family dynamic advice. This is one man's opinion brainstorming that's lived it. To give actual advice, let's get the hell out of their kitchen. You've all got different things. Maybe granddaddy was an alcoholic. Maybe mama did this. Like, There's so much that I have no interest in having the audacity to think I know what the hell I'm talking about. Here's what I know at a macro level. At a macro level, it needs to play out from a meritocracy standpoint. I would love to think that granddaddy and 23-year-old junior, junior, the third, go and start their own thing and stick it to 57. I'd like to see, like, I like that. Yeah. That's what should happen. That's the only thing that solves anything. Right. I have empathy for 57. He's getting squeezed. Right. 57's getting squeezed. He's like, you know what, fuck you, granddaddy. Right. You, I, I've only been running this for 12 years. Right. And so what, I'm supposed to give it up now? Right. Granddaddy created a situation of holding on for 10 years too long. Right. But now he wants Middleman 57 to give it up 10 years early, right. which only gave Middleman his only 10-year run instead of Granddaddy's 30 and the 23-year-old's 30. Right. So I feel bad for 57 in that scenario. Right. Now the biggest question: Who's the most talented? Yeah. Right. You know, this is you know the reason my dad gave me that shot is I had the talent. Right. There was a lot of 20-year-olds that took over their dad's liquor store actually at that time because after I was successful, every liquor store owner thought his kid could change the business. Right and it didn't happen because I was better than them. So now the question is, you know how many 57s are way more talented than 23? Yeah, 23 may know Instagram better. That doesn't mean you know how to run the business better. Right. Let's not get confused here of like understanding how to make content on the internet <laughs> as the, the proxy. Correct. Right, absolutely. You know, I'm going to come and talk yeah, to you about good. the thing you're spending your money on to sell more cars. We're going into some interesting business dynamics now, <laughs> which I'm a businessman. Right. I'm a great marketer, but I'm a right. businessman. Like, there's plenty of 57 year olds that know how to run the business way better. Right. Like, junior, the third can come in there and screw shit up. Yeah. Now, do I think the third, should maybe have an at-bat to run the marketing budget for a year or two to see if she or he is good enough at that that then maybe a proxy to running the whole thing, that I do think. I do think it's 57's responsibility to help 23 get an at-bat to prove themselves. If they have a dealership group and you don't have the ability to let Junior take one dealership and do their own thing, that's what I would do. Right. If I had six locations, I would absolutely give 23-year-old Xander or Misha, right. say okay Misha, you think you're a tough big shot? Here's the proper allocation of the marketing budget. So we spend six million on these six. Here's a million. Yep. You run it. Yep. You, I love you, you're my daughter so you can even pick two or three employees from the other five. Yep. I want you to win. Yep. Show me and then you see what happens. Because right. Right. that's what happened. My dad kind of gave me that first summer. Okay. Like we went from three to ten in five seconds so there was no debating after the first minute. It was all over. Right. Right. I would do that too. Okay. You know, I, that's what makes me mad. They're not giving kids a shot. Right. You can still control everything and you can give them a shot. If you have one unit, harder. Right. But when you have six kitchens, right. give the kid a shot.
0: Yeah. Or a lot, a lot of what we're seeing is that I think the reason you're seeing this talent, it's because they said, "Hey, go run the internet department." Right? Well, this still baffles my mind. Why do we have an internet department? Yeah. Isn't that sales? 100 It's just all yeah. the same thing. Why and, are more we this and more is the internet importantly, if and more
1: importantly, and the real problem there is if they're only. That's first of all, that's right. right. Second of all. If the internet department's getting 500,000, the marketing, but the overall marketing's getting 3 million, like you never really get to prove it. You gotta put them in a position to, you can't make them the defensive coordinator. They've gotta be the head coach of something.
0: something. Mm-hmm. Amen.
1: The end. The either stupidity or audacity or romantic point of view of the way the world should be versus the way it is. When I sit with a 57 year old decision maker who's literally looking at their Facebook page, like the 10 minutes before I got there, telling me, like the number one demo to market to on digital is 45 to 65 year olds on Facebook. They live in it. Every person watching right now knows that if they're in that demo or have parents in that demo or aunts or nieces or sisters in that demo, they live on Facebook. How are we having this conversation? Right, well and that's a big challenge Can you answer me why people love a television commercial? I'll tell you, it's called ego. You, Rick, like driving to work and seeing a big oh, sign. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Yep. You love when you go golfing with your buddy Tom <laughs> and he goes, Ah, oh, I saw your commercial during the Texas Rangers game. Good job,
0: Brett. Exactly, right. <laughs> exactly right.
1: You like that more than making money, you fucking loser.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah like, yeah. wow.
0: Right. So true. Absolutely
1: true. And you know what the worst part is? You're going to lose the ego game too because in 24 months you're going to be made fun of not being big on Instagram.
0: Right.
1: So you're going to lose twice. Right. No, you're absolutely right. I'm very aware. Well, and a big part of that of what we do too even like to get creative and push the boundaries of creative they want to take their TV spot and put that on as a pre-roll instead of coming up with unique authentic content to push Can that. you guys see the Budweiser the Cubs video that we made? You should check it out. Some of you must have saw it because it got fifty trillion, literally fifty million. Didn't. It was it was the Cubs video that had Harry Carey oh, yes. calling. Yes. 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 So we did that. Okay,
0: I not you did
1: that. First, it takes an incredible client. Right. That doesn't happen without Ricardo Marquez and Lucas and that team, right. Monica, the people at Corn- that team doesn't happen. I wouldn't have the air cover. Then it took us, but it's a two minute video. Like, how are you guys not making a three-minute video that shows a family driving to a family picnic, opening up the back of the car, sitting there, logo integrated? And it's funny. It's like a scene from a sitcom. And it's good content and it's showcasing your car. Versus what? 239 this month going like what are you doing?
0: Right.
1: Right. I mean look.
0: So so let me tell you from the agency side. Let me tell you from the agency side. (laughs) <laughs> we put that together. A, they won't pay for it. I know. And B, they go. Well, where's the incentive? I know. Where's the 149 I know. I know. I know. Right? I know. OEM
1: is down their neck because they got to sell a certain amount of units. And so there's this. They can't break the mold of the, the so many years of doing it. Guys, they don't understand that right. they're in a hamster wheel. Right. Right. You're stuck. Yeah. Right. You're on drugs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what and it is.
1: That's You're, right. Like I get it. How, I got a challenge for you. Turn off all your media for a month. I've thrown this out to car dealerships. You've heard about this. Mm -hmm. Turn your media off. Turn your media off for the month of March. Don't run anything. Tell me what happens. Let me save you time. A stunning majority of you are not gonna feel any effect. And then you're gonna realize how much you're thrown in the trash and then all of a sudden taking that money and putting into this new stuff might be interesting. I'm curious, are you, um, is there a tier three dealer right now that you've seen just in this market or any markets that you are have got a. have got a friend in Orlando who's done some stuff that's followed me and he's crushed it. Yeah. But I can't really speak about it because right, he wants right. to keep yeah. it quiet as yeah, his advantage. Right. As they all do, right? You're his and he's my friend. Right. I would right. blow up his spot if he wasn't. Uh, you know, yes, but no. And the truth is I don't know because unless I really look under the hood, I don't know if anybody's making, like I don't judge content because I think it's good. Who am I? I judge content because that video I told you to make of driving into the woods and the scene—it's a scene from a sitcom. It looks like the Roseanne Barr show, and like it's funny, and then the cars featured throughout it. And then there's a link. There is a call to action. If you watch a video that gets 40, 14 million views or 1 million views because it was funny, right. like every one of the, like, do you know how many people are sitting with a nephew who's trying to be a comedian, and? is making no money in LA, who'd love to get his uncle to pay him 500 bucks to make a funny video. Here's the car, he goes and shoots it, yeah. it's funny, it gets a million views on Facebook, everybody okay. wins.
0: Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And But instead they just want to sit around and say, in my day.
0: Right, and not be creative.
1: They're, they're gonna go out of business. And, they're gonna, and you know what else? They're gonna go out of business because if they don't have the gear of being successful in understanding the new world, Marketing is going to be the least of their problems. What's going to end up happening is these companies are going to go direct to consumer. Right. Like 23-year-old like Rick doesn't realize he's fighting for his life. Yeah. This isn't about yeah. TV commercials. Yeah. This is if you don't get your shit together yeah. and really understand the world that we're going to live in in 20 years when you're 43 and you're young. I'm 41. I feel like I'm 7. Yeah. Rick, you're 23. In 20 years, you'll be 43. If you don't act as a tier 3 dealership innovative and try new things and put Alexa voices in your dealership where people can, if you don't get it, (laughs) Tesla is the preview, not the anomaly. Like what do you think is going to happen?
0: That's right.
1: And by the way, I made this same video, it just didn't, you know, I gave this same talk, video wasn't around. I gave this same talk in 1996 and I said this thing Amazon's going to put you bookstore owners out of business and they all laughed at me. They laughed all the way to the grave.